No, no, no. She's not a medical doctor, but she can sure cure your tax problems or your financial woes. She's the how-to girl. It's the Dr. Friday Show. If you have a question for Dr. Friday, call her now, 737-WWTN. That's 737-9986. So here's your host, financial counselor and tax consultant, Dr. Friday. G'day, I'm Dr. Friday, and the doctor is in the house, and we are here. Hopefully, you can hear me good. We are working on uh, trying to make sure that we can take your calls. There is so much going on. I do want to make sure, because we're getting a lot of emails, I want to make sure that you are actually all understanding that the new filing date is actually um, July 15th, and they have now extended both of our estimated tax payments. So the one that would be normally due April 15th, as well as the one that is due June 15th to the July 15th deadline. So that is important news because for a while there, they had extended the April, but not the June. So now we have both of those extended through till uh, July 15th for both of the filing. And there's also a lot of question about individuals who should, maybe you don't file a tax return, maybe you don't make any income, but you're not on social security or disability. Um, There is now on the irs.gov, For non-filers, there is a place where you can fill in information so that you could still qualify for the stimulus check, even if you are not filing taxes. Um, So that is something, and again, on the irs.gov, there is also the uh, ability to update your address and your um, banking information. I believe that got uh, updated just Um, on Friday or Saturday, or today's Saturday, I guess time flies when we're having fun. So there's that information as well. If you want to join the show, you can 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. Taking your calls, questions about uh, business owners. Of course, we have three different types of loans that we can be doing Uh, or possibly receiving money on the 10th, they open the one up. And I will tell you, there has been a lot of confusion coming down from who should be uh, filing for the PPP, we call the PPP Paycheck Protection uh, Program, um, who should be filing for the disaster funds uh, for the um, COVID-19 uh, on that, just directly on the SBA. I have been told by some of the local uh, people here that they are starting to release funds, at least for the ones that did go the $10,000 hardship ones um, under the COVID-19 economic impact uh, loans. Um, I haven't heard anything yet. Um, so if anyone's listening and you have received money from the paycheck protection it'd be nice to know so that way a lot of listeners that are filed for it and we can if you've got a question again 615-737-9986 615-737-9986 but the bottom line is this the first ban of PPP loans or the paycheck protection loans are um, were really for people that had 941s, 940 W2. So for employers, that was the first line. They were trying to get money out to people that had payroll so that they could keep those employees still on paychecks um, and not have to worry about having them all hit the unemployment lines. Um, the second line, which I again really just opened up now, is going to be for the entrepreneurs. 
Keep in mind, if you have your own corporation and maybe you're your only employee, so you have one paycheck, you would have qualified or will qualify for the PPP loan. And basically what they're taking is 12 months, dividing it by, um, uh, I mean, you know, taking the full year, dividing it by 12 months and then taking it from there. So, um, you know, so if you have a hundred thousand and any one individual making more than a hundred thousand, the hundred thousand is the most that they're going to have, um, be able to claim. So that would be what 8,333 roughly times 2.5. And that would be what you would qualify now out of those funds. Cause here was another part. A lot of people said, well, I should be able to add in all of my, uh, my rent or my mortgage interest plus my taxes, uh, in, 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 uh, utilities and no, what the law basically says, we're going to give you this much money out of that. You can use up to 25% to pay rent and utilities. The other 75 has to go to payroll. So if you've got questions on that, or if you just have questions about what's going on and how you need to do something, please join the show. 615-737-9986. Why don't we take, um, is it Gladys or Gladdy in Woodbury? Let's see if I've got that one. Can't see it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I couldn't see it either. All right. How you doing, sweetheart? I'm okay. I, I was wondering about the hall tax. Has it been postponed also? Yes. The, the state has chose to take the extension for the state as well. So the hall income tax as well as franchise excise taxes as far as penalties for not filing or, or extended through to the 715 deadline. Yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you. No problem. Thank you for calling. All right. I know my poor guy in the studio is just really working very hard. Uh, why don't we go to Milton? Hey, Milton. Howdy, how are you today? Yes, this is your Milton. Ah, it's my boy Milton. I had hoped it was. <laughs> what can I do for you? Okay. Hey, got a hypothetical for you. I understand married couple up to 150 uh, can get a stimulus check if they didn't go over the 150000 if they did go over it, some people can get up to 198. I mean, I think it can go up to 198,000. Is that correct? Right. They'll start taking 5% from the 150 up to the 198.99 to get you to zero. So they're going to slowly means test them out of it, but they will get a percentage anywhere between those numbers. Yes. Okay. Here's my hypothetical. You can use your 2018 tax if you have not filed already. Is that is that correct? That's what they're they would use. Yeah, they're going to use it, but here's the problem with that, is they're using 19 as the guide year, and we're reporting the amount of stimulus on your 2020 tax returns. So 18, only using it to, because a lot of people haven't filed, right. so you need to have at least filed. But if your 19 is going to be high enough to kick you out, then theoretically there could be a payback. They haven't said that yet, Milton, yeah, but that's, you know, you, that's the you concern. You nailed it. That's what I was going to say, because what if a person all of a sudden this year on their 2019, they made, let's say, 200000 and but last but the year before it was a hundred. I'm speaking of married couple. Yeah. It no, was a yeah. hundred. It was a hundred and fifty or less. But this year they made two hundred thousand. But since they have not filed already and they're using it 2018, then they technically they don't qualify. But by using 2018, they do. Right. And the question's going to be is how are they going to 
uh, are they going to, is there going to be a payback that has not been actually stipulated yet? Um, and there's going to be a lot of issues because you have people that their children were 16 in 2018. Uh, is the IRS going to catch every child that turns 17? Um, you know, one parent claims every even year, every odd year, the other person, if the person hasn't claimed, is that person going to get the money? I got divorced in 2019, but the IRS doesn't know yet. So I can see a lot of issues with uh, reconciling this in 2020. But at the moment, those people, and let's be honest, those people that know they may not qualify are not going to file their 2019 in hopes that they will get the money. <laughs> I think you're right. Well, hey, yeah. you answered my question and keep yourself Thanks, safe. Milt. Thanks. You too, sweetheart. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're moving right on. Why don't we just go to the next one? Yes, Jim is next. Hey, Jim, what can I do for you? Hey, good afternoon. A uh, quick question. Uh, a lot of us out here are uh, probably doing some Airbnb uh is that, is that going to qualify for the small business loan and, um, you know, the rent utility stuff like that? Because obviously we're getting killed right now. Um, That's a great question because right now on the current PPP, at least, it's requiring a Schedule C line 31 because they're looking for people that are paying income tax on self-employed income. Uh, Airbnb people, most of them are filing on Schedule E's and they're only paying ordinary income tax. So I haven't yet seen, and again, I'm, I'm far from probably being the total expert because every time I think I've got it handled, they come out with a change in this um, PPP thing. But at the moment, um, I'm not seeing where we can add in Schedule E profits. Mm, okay, that's scary because there's a lot of us out there running business uh, that ton. way. And I have heard, and I have actually quite a few clients, and I have seen quite a few blogs and different things telling people that they can. But in all honesty, so far, I've only seen 1099 and Schedule C. I, again, I haven't seen, and, and as you know, Airbnb individuals don't really receive. They do receive a 1099 a lot of time from management companies or whatever, but it rolls mm -hmm. to a Schedule E. And so I haven't seen um, anything that gives me the ability for the justification that it's going to be free money, and that's the okay. important part of that conversation, than just being able to get money. Uh, I, you know, Most of my people are not looking yeah. to pay it back, right? They want to have the same thing right. as everybody else where it's going to be a, a, a possible free money for the first uh, eight weeks or whatever. So, um, right. yes, keep listening. And if anyone is listening that is an expert on Airbnb or, or that estimate, please call in the show or give us a place to look. Go for it, yes. One other question. I'm sorry, real quick. This is something that's been coming up a lot. Where people have just uh, been discussing uh, this issue with is dependents, uh, kids that are in college that have been working. Um, how does how is that going to impact? Um, because it seems like they can't get any relief, um, nor can they be considered dependents. Obviously, uh, beyond the age of 18. So what? How does okay, that, so how if does that they're non-filers, there is a mm -hmm. place now on the irs.gov. So meaning if the parents are not claiming them, yet they did not work, there is a place where they can list themselves as a non-filer on the irs.gov website. They have taken that into consideration. The biggest okay. thing, Jim, my clients at least, is many times the parents claim them because the children are in college and they're able to get up to $2,500 right. for an educational credit where and a $500 for a dependent. So it's like $3,000 versus the child and, you know, not getting anything and the child only gets 1200. It is much better for us to still claim them as dependent and get the full educational credit versus getting the stimulus check. You can't have yep. both though. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate your no help. Problem. 
great questions, though. Thank you so much. And those are great questions. And that's the kind of thing this year, I'll be honest, in many cases, we're actually amending returns for some people because of that. Uh, so either way. All right. When uh, when you're ready, we can hit Ron if you want. I think we've got time. Hey, Ron. Hello. How you doing, bud? Uh, I'm fine. Uh, there is a provision beginning on the second quarter, 941. Is that the uh, 7,200 advance payments for employer's credit? There is a 50% credit for qualified wages. And I haven't been able to find anyone who could tell me what qualified wages are. Can you help? Well, I, I did get several um, notices directly. We uh, belong to the IRS website, right? So they continuously are sending us out, and daily we are getting changes. And the biggest thing we had, um, there was a qualification for a couple of the new changes, but all of that applied. So qualified employers who would meet certain categories of employers' gross receipts are below 50% of the quarter of 2019 to 20. 20 would qualify for a um, discount, but I don't know. This one is a, uh, this is on qualified wages up to $10,000. Um, that that's a form that we're going to be, um, hitting on for a lot of our people, but I don't know anything about a 50%. Is it uh 50% what you, you get discount of 50% or is it payroll taxes or what, what is the 50% for? Uh, after payroll taxes are calculated, uh, then there is a 50% dollar for do uh, 50% credit off of your payroll tax liability for 50% of qualified wages. That has not come across my desk yet. Like I said, they did just do the advance payment for employers credit. Uh, there's a new form for the Corvid, but this is only applying to, and it applies to payroll taxes only, but it's only talking about $10,000. It says the amount of credit is 50% of qualified wages paid up to $10,000. So maybe this is the same thing, uh, but it's only up to $10,000 of the qualified wages maximum. So it, uh, you might want to look up the 7200 form 7200 advance payment because it is it does say 50% but up to $10,000. So there is a maximum not on 100% of 50% of your wages. Well, thank you for taking my call. I'm a preparer. No and I, I get new stuff every day on this, and it's hard to sort it all out. Of I am with you 100%. You should see my desk right now because every time – I mean, you know, it's just seemed, and every time we turn around, they change the qualifications. Um, but if you do, um, if you do pull up that form, you will find out there is what's called a qualified employer, and it's pretty straightforward. The employer is either a full-time or partially been suspended because of the COVID, sort of like my my tanning salons and places like that, and or and or the employer's gross receipts are below 50% of the prior quarter in 2019. So if 2019 second quarter was 50,000 in 2020, it was 25,000, then they would qualify. So you might want to look it up and just see if it helps you. All right. And I do appreciate the phone call. Thank you so much. Thanks, sir. All right. Why don't we take a quick break and when we come back, we'll go to more of your guys' questions and you can join the show at 615-737-9986. And we're going to be right back.
in studio concept. And uh, we're going to go right to the phone lines as well because they are burning up, which is the way I love it. Unfortunately, my guy in the studio is probably not loving so much, but he is doing awesome. So let's go right to uh, Larry. How about that? He's been on hold the longest. Let's go to Larry. Hey, Larry, what can I do for you? I'm retired, and I have a small trailer park with 11 units. And it's in a small town with a lot of factory workers. And as of yesterday, nine of them have been laid off. Uh, is there anything out there? Because their rent, is, part of the rent is, is includes the water and electric, which I have to pay. And if I don't have rent coming in, then... Right. So, did, I'm going to assume that you file that... And again, this is a lot like the Airbnb question. I'm not too sure which way you file, but you might want to uh, consider the payroll protection, it's called, but a PPP loan that would help keeping you qualified. Okay. Um, you nope. have to do that, Larry, you need to contact your bank because they're handling the paperwork. Okay, for a PPP loan? Yeah, and, and you see what they say as far as requirements, but I think under the new one, I'm hoping for gentleman like called earlier but i think that you guys might fit into that at least i'm really hoping you would just like any other okay. self-employed person all right uh, all right that's, that's good uh, my, one other question sure uh, my son he's already filed his income tax and everything mm-hmm. does he need to go online and do anything no, if, if he's filed, if he's filed his 18 and or 19s, they're already entered. They're already qualified. The check should okay. be coming, you know, within the next few weeks if they have their okay. way. That's all I needed. And can I ask one more question? Yes, sir. My girlfriend, she is self-employed, been self-employed most of her life. She's been having a hard time trying to figure out what she needs to do. Do uh, you have any ideas on that? She would also qualify, or at least, so she needs to also go to her bank because she would have a Schedule C if she's self-employed, and the current PPP does allow them to start filing for those loans. Okay, I'll check with her and see what she's got done. You got it. Okay, thanks very much. Thanks, sir. Appreciate you very much. All right, goodbye. And good luck with that because that's not going to be easy. Next person, uh, I guess that would be uh, Shane maybe. Hey, Shane, what can we do for you? Well, I have a two-part question. If you answered okay. it earlier, I apologize. The uh, one, if you if you filed in 2018, if your banking has changed since then, um, I understand there may be a separate tool called Get My Payment, but I've also heard that you're not allowed to check ch- change the banking information you had on file because of fraud reasons. Do you know anything about that? Well, I did get a thing yesterday or the day before from the IRS saying that they were supposed to be releasing on the irs.gov a place where people could update that information. I will tell you, I am right now on irs.gov and have not found, I have found where if you're a non-filer, a person that maybe um, just doesn't require they make a $10,000 or less in a W-2 and just don't file, might want to go in there and put their information. Um, they have um, get your payment in here, confer, uh, checking check your payment status, confirm your payment information for direct deposit, but it's not active. I mean, it's in here, but there's no button to push. Um, if you move since the last one, they say that it's going to come through the mail no matter what. Um, and using get my payment application coming mid-April to let you know your bank account information. So I guess it's just a matter of 
a little bit more time and hopefully they'll have that online here so that you can go into get my payment application and correct any direct deposit information. So okay, I would keep looking look on irs.gov. The, the second part I had is if I had an installment agreement repaying the IRS, I heard mm -hmm. that maybe that that was temporarily suspended. And will I still qualify for that $1,200 payment if I, uh, I'm on an installment repay agreement? Right. So the good news is you would definitely qualify still. The money that they're giving for the stimulus will not go to any back tax issue. Only people that will have any issue would be back child support. Other than that, student loans, other states, whatever, you'll still get your stimulus. I have not yet, I have heard this a couple different times, but I will tell you hands-on uh, phone calls I've had, none of them are telling me that there's anything directly. Now, you, if you've lost your job or if you know your household has lost, maybe one of you have lost the job, whatever, I would suggest contacting the IRS. And this is where the problem comes. The IRS is not open. I mean, you cannot get through any of their phone numbers that I keep calling. I'll hold for three hours, either get hung up on, and a lot of them, even the one we usually have, which is a preparer's number, is closed. They don't even have anyone manning those lines. So for me to tell you that, you know, the problem is how do you contact the IRS if you've lost your job and you need to put a hold on your account? At this moment, your best bet is to certify a letter telling them exactly what's going on and pay as much as you can when you can. But if you can't, you know, just don't. I mean, you'll have to deal with it when the IRS reopens. But um, I haven't heard that they've stopped direct collections in answer to your question. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. All right. Let's move right on to, um, it looks like, David and then Kevin. Hey, David. Yes. How can I help? <clears throat> yes. I'm uh, wondering. I've got custody of a child, and I draw Social Security. But nothing on him. I draw 14000 and something a year. Am I supposed to file income taxes? No. And you're one of those individuals that if you have access to a computer, you're, they're suggesting you to go online and to put that information. Now, the, the, I'm assuming the child is not collecting Social Security benefits? No. Okay, I didn't know if it was from a spouse that had passed away or something. So you'll automatically get the stimulus because you have Social Security. The difference is they don't know about the child because you haven't filed a tax return with that child on it. So you're right. going to want to go onto the IRS and click on where it says non-filer. The very first page has it on the home page, and just fill in the information about that child so that you would qualify for the additional $500. Is this child under the age of 16? Yes, he's okay. 10. Okay, so um, that you would be a prime example of what they're they're looking for because by law you're not required to file. You've done nothing wrong, but for this particular situation, they have no idea that you're raising that child because, I mean, you know, all in all, there's no tax documents showing it. If I file taxes, would I draw a child credit on him on taxes? No, no, child credit is only provided when you have earned income. Oh, well, now I was wondering about that. So I am okay on not, the not filing. Yes, and you've done everything correct, I, but just this unusual situation. Okay, now what will they do if his mama's already filed him and well, she wasn't supposed to? That's a whole she different conversation. You might want to have a conversation with her or whatever, because at this point, if she's, she'll get the $500 and she's claiming yeah. him. So that's the IRS will say that's not our issue. That's kind of your problem. They don't get in the middle of that. Okay. 
But if I if I show them that I got custody, I will get the five hundred dollars, right? Correct, and I mean, and then she will actually have years. to return any child support or any child credits that she has because she's been illegally claiming the child. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. Appreciate. All right. Thank you, Kevin. How can I help you, sir? You you may have answered this already, but I All haven't right, been able to listen to the show. Two questions. I'm assuming that when we get these stimulus checks, taxes are going to already be taken out. And um, the it's actually free. Is, it's a it's not it's not taxable income at this point. So it, there will be no taxes coming out and. Only people that would have to do any kind of payback would be people that maybe don't qualify for it in 2019, but they use the 2018 information in which they look like they did qualify. Okay, the second question is, will we have to pay taxes on it? I know what you said that right now it's not taxable income, but before we go out and spend it all, is it likely that we'll have to pay taxes on it on the on the uh 2000 and 20s. next year's next year's return. So again, I think the only people that's going to have any question on that would be if let's say Kevin you're a married guy and you made $200,000 in the year of 2019 um, and you would have then not been entitled to basically any of the money. But as long as your income is basically the same, so if you're single and you make less than 75 or you're married and you make 150 or less, you will not have any questions in the future. I mean, you're, you're going to be within the, the criteria. It'll be people that are between the 75 and 95 and the 150 and 198 um, that will have a possibility of a repayment coming back. But any individual no, that's didn't, under we those numbers, didn't make numbers, quite that fine. much last year. Yeah. So my wife has lost. My wife has lost a job. Did I, did I hear um, you say that before we pay the taxes that the IRS is due this year that 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 we could send off a registered letter to them, telling so, them that she's lost yeah. her job. And, Are you in a and, payment plan with the IRS? The what? Are you? Do you owe money to the IRS? Two thousand. You owe two thousand dollars. Yes, we do. But she she lost a job about okay. three weeks ago. Okay, so I would I would actually certify a letter to the IRS notifying them of a change of income in the household in which you're asking for a delay in collections. Because, um, again, I have not seen anything from the IRS saying that payment plans have been put on hold. It would be great, but I haven't seen that. So um, I would definitely do that so that you could you know, delay the collections right now while your household is on a smaller income. I appreciate all the help, and thank no you problem. very much for the show. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. All right, let's go to Steve before the break. Hey, Steve. Uh, hello. Uh, I receive Social Security. I don't file income tax because, uh, as you said, I'm That's not right. required to. What my question is, uh, my Social Security comes automatic into my bank account. Perfect. Uh, someone like me that don't file uh, income tax, will I get a paper check or will it come into my automatic, you know, bank account? Right. 
My understanding is the bank account that you receive your social security mm -hmm. benefits. Of course, the IRS makes those payments, you know, social security is tied in. And so they have that information and your stimulus check will go into that same exact account. When they first start sending them out. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure when they're doing the social security versus who they're choosing to be first, second. I did get a notice here that they're, they've already started uh, issuing. So they're supposed to be coming out next week with some, I don't know who's first, second or third, but you will be seeing it sometime. I'm, I'm going to tell people in the next 30 days, if they're on schedule. Yeah. So since okay. I'm already set up with my social security going into my bank account, I don't have to do anything. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, ma'am. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right, why don't we take another break here, and we come back, we can go to more of the phone calls if you want to join the show. And these are great questions, guys. I really appreciate it. 615-737-9986 is the number here in the studio, and we'll be right back. Studio. So if you want to join us, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. And um, just want to make sure you guys are understanding there are so many changes, so many things happening. Again, probably the number one thing to understand is that the filing date is now not next Wednesday, April the 15th, but July 15th. Everybody's tax returns have been extended to July 15th. This includes the state hall and franchise excise tax. And if you file in other states like California, they have extended theirs to that date. Um, and many other states have followed suits. Um, pretty much most of them, I believe, have followed to allow for um, everybody moving the date uh, to that. And this also applies to um, Estimated payments. Again, up until about two or three days ago, they had the April 15th extended to July 15th, but they had not done the June. Now, April and June 15th, so you're really going to make two estimated payments on July 15th, as well as pay for any opening or any money that is due for your 2019. Again, just the point of interest here, you might want to consider, you know, uh, I will tell you that in many of my cases, some of our clients have not had a huge change of income situation. And so they are filing their estimates on the April and filing again in June. So that way when the taxes are due in July, they may be sending that money in, but instead of having everything due on one day, sometimes it's a bit easier to control that. If again, you haven't had a hardship of filing taxes or knowing what you're going to do. If you run a small business, I'm going to tell you right now, you really do need to sit down and take a look at some of the different things available. And when I say a small business, I do mean Airbnbs. I mean, um, you know, schedule C's, LLC's, partnerships, corporations, make sure you're not leaving any money on the table. All right. So let's go ahead and go back to the phones. We have Pat on the line and we'll start with Pat. Hey, Pat, what can I do for you? Uh, yes, ma'am. This is Pat Watts. Uh, I have filed my tax three years in a row now uh, since I was divorced. Um, for the third year, they have told me that my 
uh, Social Security number was assigned to a deceased person. <laughs> and I contacted them, and they told me they could not speak with me, uh, that I would have to have my CPA or my tax preparer to contact them. So I've not had any luck with that, especially with the, you know, the current situation. So yeah, and I'm going to tell you, once the situation has passed, what you need to really do is you need to go make an appointment downtown and either get a tax advocate, make an appointment with them when you can actually sit down with someone again, or just make an appointment downtown and bring proof of who you are. You know, your birth certificate, your driver's license, uh, social security card, all the things that we can use to show that you are, and they need to go in the file and, and make you alive again. Um, there's something right. that somehow they've, they've had, but you need to, because this is going to continue. So what you'll have to do is mail in those returns. Um, right. but that may not stop them from that. They'll hold your refund possibly because they still don't believe you are who you are. And I've actually had a right. similar thing. They actually made me dead for a while. Um, so oh, no. I can feel for you. It's very frustrating because you're like, I'm alive. Hello. And heck, I mean, I don't be quiet. I mean, you know, um, but you know, something as simple as hitting the wrong button, apparently on a keyboard can do that to us. So, um, that, you know, my suggestion is unfortunately at the moment, nothing you can really do. Uh, if it for some reason holds up your stimulus because you haven't been able to get now, were you mailing in the returns? Have you gotten any refunds or have they held all those back or have you owed money every year? I uh, haven't owed any money at all for three years. Um, my mother did pass away the previous year and I know he, my CPA did her tax return as well. So that's the only thing I can figure is maybe somehow it got mixed up or something. I really it's don't possible, know. But, but, you know, if you have a CPA, I mean, you know, again, they're not going to have much success until we're able to actually get a hold of people that are working, you know, I mean, that actually can do something. So hopefully in the next uh -huh. 30 days you can get back at it. But until then, um, you know, good news is for some reason, if somebody hasn't filed the last three years taxes because of something bizarre like this and the IRS is holding you up, the stimulus uh -huh. is still available in your, in your filing for 2020 or getting okay. it later well, in the still, year. So, uh, -huh. still get my social security check and I did contact social security for the third year, and they sent me uh, a form that has all the information on it, and I was going to go ahead and mail in that plus my a paper copy of my return. Right. So Social Security, all you have, that. or do you have other income? I have uh, just a, a small amount of some interest from um, some investments. Mm -hmm. Okay. But not enough to put me, it's still the adjusted gross income, 1300 or something, nothing. Okay. Gotcha. So it's not of. enough. So theoretically you are not required to have to file, um, right. if, if you're, if you're that low. So you may still get the stimulus because you're really only under social security. You know what I'm saying? And, and right. they have you already on the rolls. But, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't I uh would -huh. let it lie because you never know when that's going to come back and bite you. So once things are able to move forward again, you really do need a tax advocate to help you, and you probably have to go in and prove you are who you are. Okay. Well, all right. All right. Thank you Hopefully very much. Hopefully all this will be over pretty soon. So. I hope so. I'll make time. I appreciate you helping me today. No you too. Thank you very okay. much. Appreciate right. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. All right, let's see what Mike has. Mike from Dixon. Hey, Mike, what can I do? 
Yes, uh, in 18, I made 86000 I'm single, but I have a dependent. 19, I only made 73, but I haven't filed my uh, 19 taxes yet. Mm-hmm. So are they going to give me the stimulus based on the 18? And if so, if I file right now, can I go ahead and get the full amount? Okay, so I'm not too sure what they're using for a cutoff date. I know a lot of my clients are asking the same thing, but they've not given that. So what's going to happen, worst scenario, they're going to use it based on 18, give you um, a percentage because you're not going to get zero, but you'll get a percentage. And then when you file your 20, they're going to give you the difference. If Assuming that 19 was, like you said, 73, which is below, they will then give you the credit on your 2020. So you won't lose it. You just won't get it as fast as you might like it. All right. Thank you very much. No worries. Thanks. And so when it comes to these kind of questions, guys, I I don't really know. I keep looking on here, but they're not even telling us who's going to get the checks first. Um, You know, uh, I don't know if they're they're looking at uh, typical income levels, if they're just starting with the alphabet, if they're going to the Social Security on one side, railroad retirement and giving them the first checks. Not sure. I have people that every day are having me make sure I send the, the hit the send button to make sure that the information is going out, but I don't know if, if it wasn't filed before February 15th, is that what they're using? Because the IRS, um, even though we send them off, you know, we all know it can take up to 21 days for them to actually get it in the system. And if they're already moving that information up, are they really just moving it around? So it's going to be a little questionable on how and when, but I will tell you, uh, as frustrating as it might be, you're not likely to lose it um, if you meet the criteria based on your 2019s when you file your 2020s. But it's it's going to be a little bit challenging. Like I said, there's no perfect science to this. They just had to draw a line in the sand and say, this is the criteria. Anyone that's on this side or that side is going to win or lose. But that's about the best that they have. All right, before the break, let's hit Ginger real quick, and then we'll hit the next break. Hey, Ginger. Hey, sweetheart, what can I do? Hey, how are you? I am good. Um, I have a question about the rental situation. Um, I understand that it's all right, that it's been mandated or whatever, for people to not pay their rent for a period of months. And my question is, if you're a landlord, is there going to be any assistance or what can you do to collect the back rent when this is over? That's a great question. I have not actually heard that people cannot pay their rent. Now, I do know that if it's a, uh, if you have a note with a bank, they have given um, permission or the banks are basically furloughing your, your mortgage note for 90 days for people that have lost jobs or have been affected by this. I have not yet, and I'm hoping none of my renters are listening to this show thinking there is something. Um, I have not heard well, that people we, cannot pay rent. We have three that have stopped, and okay. that even that even brings them back about the uh, the mortgage payments when this is over, and people are liable for three or four back mortgage payments they didn't make. Yeah. I mean, how, how, is there going to be a lot of foreclosures because they won't be able to afford it? 
Well, my understanding is this. And again, um, a friend of mine that's in the mortgage business, I was talking to him because that's what I've been trying to tell clients. I mean, be careful, right? Because what sounds good right now, or I'll furlough everything for 90 days. Are they then going to turn around and say, you have to pay it all back within 90 days or something? I mean, you know, we, and the, and the banks are basically saying, we're going to furlough you, but we haven't made a decision on how we're going to treat the furlough. Well, are they going to increase your interest rates? Now, he was saying that the part of the stimulus that was released is giving monies to banks for the fact of the furlough. So the bank will be uh, being somewhat compensated. This is my understanding. And so I think they're looking at adding it to the end or merging it into a recalculation, re-amortizing the loan based on the 90-day the break, adding in the additional interest and re amortizing that over the remaining years or something. That's my understanding. Um, it's a lot of work for right. banks. I'm not too sure. So hopefully, but the problem is this, not all, just like the gentleman called earlier, not all landlords have um, just um, mortgage interest. I mean, some include rents, some include utilities. I mean, I mean, utilities, right. insurance, um, lawn care, repairs and maintenance. If we don't have money coming in to cover those expenses, what are we supposed to do? Do we turn off the utilities because we may right. not be able to evict, but are we going to, you know, I mean, um, and I know not one landlord listening wants to do anything like that because that's, you know, it doesn't benefit anyone for them not to have it. But, um, I haven't heard anything about the fact that people, they're probably not paying rent because they've lost their jobs. But if they haven't lost their jobs, there is absolutely nothing on the books that say you should not pay rent. And there's nothing stopping right. you from, you know, doing evictions. Again, no one wants to evict someone that's just lost their job. I get it, but um, there has to be there has to be something somewhere in the middle of that because you, you don't want to lose the house because you have someone in there that's going to be in there for ninety days without paying rent. Right. I mean, I'd you like know, to see unless, some kind of guidelines. Yes, um, I'll look that. a little bit more into that, Ginger, as well. And if you want to email me, I'd be more than glad to share you uh, share with you what I find if there is anything out there. Okay, um, great. Again, there may be some sort of guidelines for um, Schedule E. You're, you're talking like a lot of the others. The problem is also on the fact that many people on a Schedule E don't show profits because they actually right. invest as much back into the properties as between depreciation and everything. Right. And if they're looking at people with profits to get loans, well, Schedule E people don't always have profit. So, uh, but I'd be more than glad if, again, if uh, Bennett, I'll give my email address out, but if you want to email me, I'd be more than glad to share what I can find. You're the first that's ever said that. I mean, I, I, um, I've been very blessed so far that everyone that has a uh, rental on me has not yet came with me to that situation, right. but I'm waiting for it because well, longer this lasts longer and harder, it's going to be for individuals. So right. we'll see well, what comes so of it. I'm, I'm original, right? <laughs> I like it. Yeah. You, you've come up with a problem that I'm sure there's other listeners and that's what the Airbnb people are very ran into. Their houses are not renting yet. They have mortgages due. How do we cover these exactly. things? And, uh, even if you were to furlough the mortgage, what does that really mean for you and I, and we still have other expenses that are not covered. Um, right. and we can't do anything about it because we can't rent or do anything until all this is has ended. So it's going to be interesting to see what comes of it, Ginger. Hopefully you can right. hold out till it's over. Okay. All right. And I'll send Thanks, an email. Sweetheart. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you Bye. very much. All right, guys, why don't we take one more break? If you want to join the show, we have a few minutes after we come back. 615-737-9986. 615-737-9986. And if you want to email me, it's Friday at 
drfriday.com. Friday at drfriday.com, and we'll be right back. So if you want to join the show, you can do that. 615-737-9986. I do want to jump in. I have one of my wonderful listeners did send over. I'm not sure exactly which. Um, looks like it's out of an accountant's magazine. But it, it says here that the IRS has suspended payments due or existing installment agreements from April 1st to July 15th, but interest continues to accrue on the balance. New installment agreements for people who cannot pay the balance continue to be available on irs.web. Not always, because that is not working. This is the Journal of Accountancy. So thank you, Steve, or Shane, very much for that. Uh, Appreciate it. So again, if you're in a payment plan, uh, an existing payment plan, payments that you would normally make from April 1st to July 15th, um, uh, I have been suspended, but the interest is still accruing. So my answer to that would be if you can make the payments and you, you know, you're still in a place where not everybody is out of work, then I might suggest you continuing to do that. All right. Thank you very much again. Let's go right to the phones. We got Bill in Columbia, right down the block. Hello, Bill. Hi, ma'am. Um, I am on social security and I'm still working. My wife is working, is on social security. Will we be able to qualify for the, um, Stimulus check if we're under seven, under ninety something thousand. Yeah, it's uh, seventy five to. Oh no, um, you're married. Sorry. So yes, if you're making ninety, it'd be one hundred and fifty thousand. As long as you're under one hundred and fifty, you guys would qualify for the twenty four hundred dollars. Okay, and I have a, a sister that is uh, retired. Um, that's eighty years old. They don't pay taxes. Uh, all they get is a small Social Security check. Would they be anybody on Social Security like that get checks? Yes, any individual who receives Social Security is going to get a stimulus check. Yes. And if if they are getting a Social Security check, they're not. I don't think they have their checks deposited. So They'll receive they it by mail. However, check. they receive the Social Security will be the same way they receive the stimulus. Okay, and um, my daughter is a disabled veteran. Same thing. And Vets are going to get them as well. Okay, great. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Friday. Uh huh. All right. Sounds like the music is coming on. That means I am getting close to the end of the show. So I want to make sure if you've got questions, the easiest way to, to get to me is either uh, most likely email Friday at drfriday.com. Again, Friday at drfriday.com. You can also check me out on the web, drfriday.com. That is drfriday.com. You can reach me via phone, 615 365